Hello, my name is Sister Catherine Herms, and welcome to our fourth edition of Horizons of the Heart. Horizons of the Heart is a weekly retreat in life inspired by the spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius, Donic Formator by Blessed James Alberioni, and my own notes from my 30-day Ignatian retreat in 2022. The grace we are asking of God now is to have confidence in the way God accepts us, even in our weakness and even in our sin, to believe in His path for us that weaves its way through forgiveness and mercy, and to have the courage to turn to the one who alone can give us all we need instead of trying to fix ourselves. There is a mysterious passage in the second chapter of the book of Jeremiah. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns, that cannot hold water. Jesus, the spring of living water, watches us so often digging our own cisterns, our own wells, from which we hope to draw water, water that will satisfy our thirst, water that will make us happy, give us life, or at least a tolerable life on this earth. The woman in Samaria was just such a woman, and to tell you the truth, so am I. The Samaritan woman is a woman of the tryst with Jesus. A tryst is defined as a private romantic rendezvous between lovers. The story of Jesus meeting with this woman is just such a story of love, of romance in the highest degree. Her story is a story of the romance of the heart of God. Yes, she has forsaken me. Yes, she has dug her own cisterns. Yes, her attempt at managing things to create happiness out of her own broken ideas has failed. Yes, she is unhappy. And a thousand times yes, I, the living water, am thirsting for her love. How many things had this woman tried? before her rendezvous with Jesus to get her life right. She, the woman of five husbands, of failed love. That is the way of us humans. We think we have to find our own water, dig our own wells, and provide for all our own needs. And then, in a flash, in an epiphany, when she saw herself through the eyes of God, when she knew herself suddenly to be truly valued and eternally, infinitely, unconditionally loved by this man sitting on the side of the well, this man who who knew her whole story and loved her anyway. I prayed Psalm 103 as a Samaritan woman may have prayed it after this life-changing tryst with the Lord. From the depths of my being, I will praise him. I will never, ever forget his acts of kindness to me. He forgave me, cured me, 
redeemed me from the abyss. He crowned me with his faithful love and contented me with good things. He made me young again. Jesus was eager to forgive me. He sought me out. He was waiting for me in my shame. The Lord is tenderness, pity, rich in faithful love, and slow to anger. He didn't treat me as my sins deserve, nor repay me as befitted my offense. He is a faithful lover. He treated me with the tenderness of a good father for his beloved child. He threw my faults away so I could see them no more. He remembered I was made of dust. Though I bloom today and as soon as the wind blows, I am gone. Jesus' faithful love is from eternity and forever. Jesus, the one who sought out this woman whose heart was broken by forsaken lovers, this Jesus who sought her out, seeks out you and I. The Samaritan woman no doubt had tried to get her life fixed, at least enough to make a respectable presentation in the village. Wouldn't you? I would. I do. Self-improvement can be truly helpful, but it is love that heals. It is a lover that knows who we can become if we but take some time for this romantic rendezvous with him. It is not just his teaching, but it is the look of the lover, the look of Jesus that unsettles us. The grace is in the present moment of tryst with Jesus. Jesus sees us and wants us to return his gaze with love. Even with all the fumbling in that long conversation in the fourth chapter of John, the Samaritan woman teaches us the attitude to have before Jesus, who is asking us also for a drink. Listen to him. Enter into conversation with him. Allow yourself to be moved by his presence. Jesus is sitting at the well of your daily life. He says to you also, I am thirsty, give me a drink. You might be thinking, well, where is he? Just as Jesus planned that meeting with the suffering woman of Samaria, probably for days ahead of that meeting, organizing things to be there for her at just the right time. Jesus is doing the same for you. So expect him. Tell Jesus you are expecting him and to clearly show himself to you today. Pay attention to the ways you are internally moved unexpectedly. Perhaps it is the conversation with a friend or something you hear on the radio or see around you, a passage you read in scripture, or the sense of how you feel touched in Eucharistic adoration or after you receive communion. Stay with these moments and, and allow yourself to be unsettled by Jesus' presence, by his look. Allow him to touch you deeply to draw you out of yourself, 
away from the poison of your past and the delusion of your broken wells. Jesus knows your story, so, so be honest with him about it. Talk to him about all you have experienced. He loves you so much. He desires you to know how much his Father loves you. Believe, believe that he has a path for you still. Most importantly, receive the moment of revelation, epiphany, not of how much better you are or will be. No, the revelation he gave to the Samaritan woman. The one you are looking for, he said, I am he. The one you are looking for, I am he. The one you are looking for in all these broken places, I am he. I am the one you are looking for. I am the one you are thirsting for. I am the one you are seeking. Beneath all the things you long for, all the ways you wish you and your life were different, underneath all your plans for the future, there is a greater desire and more urgent longing that will truly satisfy you. Jesus says, I am he. I am the one you are looking for. I am the one who saves, redeems, forgives, makes new, makes young. I am he. Look into Jesus' eyes as this woman must have. To those who met Jesus, his eyes conveyed immediately that he could be trusted. You too can trust him with yourself, your past, with your present, with your future. You can trust him because he loves you and he plans these trysts with you each day because he wants you to know just how much he loves you. So in your Bibles, look for Psalm 103 and pray it today as an act of faith, a prayer of gratitude. The Gospel of John tells us little about the Samaritan woman after this tryst with Jesus, except that she rushed back to her village and told them to come with her to meet him. Then, leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, Come, come, come with me. Come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? And they came out of the town with her and made their way toward him. Many of the Samaritans from that town believed in him, because of the woman's testimony, he told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed two whole days. And because of his words, many more became believers. And then they said to the woman, We no longer believe just because of what you said. Now we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this man truly is 
the Savior of the world. This woman of Samaria evangelized the people of her village on the basis of her great joy in what he had done for her. After Jesus ascended into heaven, tradition holds that she evangelized in Carthage and in Rome and died as a martyr in the first persecution under Nero. Tradition also gives us her name, Fotina, which means enlightened. In the preface for the third Sunday of Lent, the Sunday on which the Gospel of the Samaritan Woman is read, the Church refers to light as fire, a fire that burned, a fire Jesus kindled in her, which was so great she was propelled, propelled to urgently share it with others. The preface reads, For when he asked the Samaritan woman for water to drink, he had already created the gift of faith within her, already created the gift of faith within her. And so ardently did he thirst for her faith that he kindled in her the fire of divine love. The Samaritan woman that day found herself on the threshold between her past and her future, both of which Jesus knew all about, both of which Jesus cared about, all of which Jesus provided for. Each meeting, each tryst we have with Jesus is a moment of grace. These trysts with him are thresholds or frontiers that divide two different stages of life, two different rhythms, two different atmospheres in which we live, two different dreams for who we are and could be. There are some important questions we can ask ourselves here on this threshold with Jesus. And I take these from John O'Donohue, Irish poet and author, in his book, To Bless the Space Between Us. And he says, At any time you can ask yourself, At which threshold am I now standing? At this time in my life? At this time? This day? This moment in my life? What am I leaving? Where am I about to enter? What is preventing me from crossing my next threshold? And what gift would enable me to do it? Wonderful questions that we can pray over. Where am I standing now, today, between the past and the future? What am I leaving behind me? What is Jesus calling me to leave behind? What is he giving me the grace to leave behind? How is he freeing me? And what frontier, what horizon am I about to enter? Where is he calling me to? What gift is he giving me? As I stand on this threshold between the past and the future, I might feel resistance, I might feel discouragement, I might feel weakness, um, I might feel I don't want to. What is preventing me, we can ask ourselves. 
what is preventing me from crossing this next threshold of my life? And as we see in this gospel of the Samaritan woman, when Jesus calls us to a threshold, he calls us to something wonderful. As humans, we see the, the tragedy, the difficulty of what we have to leave behind. Jesus sees what he wants to give us, where he is calling us, and it is always beautiful. And we can ask Jesus, what gift, what gift do I need? What gift do you want to give me that would enable me to cross this threshold today? So that's a great question to meditate on in these next few days. To what new frontier in your life does Jesus bring you today? And O'Donoghue continues, It is wise in your own life to be able to recognize and acknowledge the key thresholds, the key thresholds of your life. Every day has minor thresholds, but, but there are key ones. So take your time to feel all the varieties of presence that accrue there on these thresholds, to listen inwardly with complete attention until you hear the inner voice calling you forward. The time has come. The time has come to cross. The time has come to cross your next threshold. Jesus is there and Jesus is waiting for you. He is waiting for you there and he is waiting for you in the beautiful future he has planned for your life. Amen.